Hello, this is Jim Wallace, and this is the soul of a nation. I'm talking to you today from New Haven, Connecticut, where I'm up at Yale Divinity School to do a course on faith and public life and to talk here to the community on what's at stake right now in this country, which is the soul of a nation and the integrity of faith. Like many of you, I've been watching and listening very carefully to these students who have been speaking out and mobilizing after 17 of their friends, their classmates, their teachers, and their coaches were killed in another mass shooting with an assault weapon. And many of these very articulate young people we've been listening to are turning their grief into action. They no longer feel safe. And they can't understand, they say they can't understand how the older generation and their lawmakers have accepted this situation in which we all now find ourselves. All Americans are no longer safe in their schools, theaters, concerts, places of entertainment, regardless of where they live. They're saying that's wrong, and it shouldn't anymore be accepted. And as young as they are, they are acting and mobilizing and speaking to the nation. I couldn't help but feel quite nostalgic watching them this week because I remember, as they say, when I was their age, we learned that this war in Vietnam where our classmates were being sent, our friends were dying, and then we learned countless of Vietnamese were being brutally killed. This war was based on, on lies. And now there's a new movie, The Post, talking about the release of the Pentagon Papers, which revealed how this war was, was founded on falsehoods and deceptions. We said it was wrong, and everyone told us, you'll never end the war, you're just young students. But we did, and I hear these students with that same passion in their voices. Their older generation, they're saying, has failed to protect them, our children, from guns. So they've decided to protect themselves, each other, and their eventual children. And now, already, since the shooting, a movement, a real movement is spreading across the country, led by a generation that knows how to use social media and mobilize better than any generation before them. They know how to reach each other, and they're doing that. The question now is, what difference will it make? They are clearly changing the narrative. And changing the narrative is always what leads to policy change. Our kids are asking, am I safe? Am I going to get shot? Now, that's not a foreign question to parents of color. But now parents all over the country are hearing that from their kids. And these students are rejecting the old answers, the excuses, the inactivity that has enabled our present gun policies, that has accepted them and saying we can't change them. And they're rejecting the empty explanations for our lack of universal and comprehensive background checks. And the kids know the numbers. The latest poll shows 97% of the American people support just common sense, smart, safe background checks. If you have a gun, uh, you should be checked to see if you're capable of using it responsibly. The kids know that, they feel that, and they're saying that. So why don't we have background checks? They're also focusing on the NRA, the National Rifle Association. When in a CNN town meeting this week, Dana Lausch, Lausch, 
They're also focusing on the National Rifle Association. The kids are making the NRA famous again. And when the NRA spokeswoman, Dana Lausch, said at a CNN town meeting this week, the NRA does support comprehensive checks with no loopholes and waiting periods, she was lying, and the students knew it. (laughs) They knew it. They also know the NRA believes the Second Amendment should not be limited by any public safety concerns. That's what the NRA does. They say any weapon that you want without being checked, you can have. Now, the students know that AR-15s, the weapon that killed their friends, was made to shoot a lot of people. That's the only reason for this military assault weapon. The kids know you don't hunt with those things. They know these weapons were made to kill people in a hurry. People need to understand the NRA's money comes from gun manufacturers, and they want to sell as many guns as they possibly can, as fast as they can, including the ones that kill people as fast as this weapon did in Florida. So they challenge their lawmakers. They challenge Senator Marco Rubio at the scene in town meeting. They asked him, will you no longer take money from the NRA? And they didn't get a good answer to that question. Students know that mental health is an issue, as people often say. These young people are for better mental health protection. Of course they are. More probably sympathetic than than their older generation is. But they know the issue here is the guns. Putting guns in the hands of people who have mental health problems doesn't make sense. In the first few days, these students were offered the thoughts and prayers of a nation. They heard that a lot. And what they're saying is, Thoughts and prayers aren't enough. Even the mothers and dads and students I've heard speak who say they are deep people of faith are saying thoughts and prayers aren't enough. We need action. What does faith matter if it isn't put into action? So they are speaking up and out and across the country in ways we have never seen before. So how do we listen to them? How do we hear them? How do uh, churches, congregations, mosques, synagogues, how do we open ourselves to these young people for their meetings, for their conversations, for their reflections? Uh, how do we have town meetings in our congregations to talk in a nonpartisan way, non-political way, about how this isn't an issue that should divide Republicans and Democrats? This is about the safety of our kids. As I was writing my column this week, I was watching... NRA CEO Wayne LaPierre speak to a conservative political action conference, and here's what he said. And there is no greater personal individual freedom than the right to keep and bear arms, the right to protect yourself, and the right to survive. It's not bestowed by man, but granted by God to all Americans as our American birthright. Did you hear that? I don't hear the words of Jesus in that, in that theological pronouncement. In fact, that's bad theology. That's, that's what we might call heresy. In fact, that's what we might call blasphemy. Or maybe in the words of the young survivor, Emma Gonzalez. We call BS! I've been watching the funerals as well. And one which struck me probably because I was a Little League baseball coach for so many years, was how 
Sheriff Scott Israel did a eulogy and quoted Isaiah 6 8 for his friend, his friend who was an assistant football coach. Who shall I send? says the Lord. And Isaiah says, Here I am, Lord. Send me. So, my advice to young activists now is trust your hearts and trust your questions. Follow them both where they lead you. I think we should bless these students and thank them to the students after listening to you and watching you and feeling your pain and feeling your passion. I want to say, may the Lord bless you and keep you and strengthen you and hover around you and give you the courage to tell the truth, to speak your mind, to let your voice be heard because your voice can change the gun laws. Thank you, and God bless you all. This is Jim Wallace for The Soul of a Nation.